Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here live and on demand. I am Steve Dace here with our new sponsor, the Overlook Hotel here at Scenic this time of year. You're, you're, you're puzzled. You don't know what that's Is a reference to. Is the Overlook The Shining? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I saw this t-shirt at the Warner Brothers lot, and I'm like, I just, I cannot resist. I, I dig it. it. I just I, noticed it, but yeah, I dig it. I had to get it. That They're actually not one of our sponsors. That would be creepy. Uh, I just wanted to show off my new shirt that I think is kind of cool. My name is Steve Dace. His name is Todd Erzin. His name is Aaron McIntyre. Um, we have uh, a Wednesday for you that will be not as typical as they typically are. Uh, we'll get to buy, sell, or hold from you at the bottom of the hour. No Daniel this week. Pinch hitting for him. Julie Kelly will be with us. Uh, some brand new January 6th footage came out earlier this week that pokes another major hole into that Hindenburg. And so we'll get into that with her at the end of the show. In fact, we've got some breaking news here this morning before we get to Aaron's montage. We'll tell you about here in a minute. But first, you might want to pour yourself a tall glass of our friends over at Bonner Private Wines. A wine so rare that it's out practically every time it's released. Bonner Private Wines. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. It's their never-before-imported Malbec gem. I believe it is called Sunal Illogical. Did I get that right? Sounds good to me. <laughs> no one else would really know? I'll drink it. We went to public school. Well, we know that. Okay. Um, and so, again, this is from some of the finest, highest vineyards in the world. And from families that have been doing this for a long, long time. What sets this uh, Sunal Illogico apart is it's highly rated at 91 points. There's no fining or filtration done when producing it. That preserves its true natural taste. It boasts a staggering 10 times more resveratrol levels, has 93% less sugar than bulk grocery store reds. So Bonner Private Wines is the sole importer of this amazing Malbec. Arranged for you to get a bottle of this exclusive wine by visiting BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. By becoming a member of their partnership at BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve, you'll not only get the wines for 50% off, but shipping is free. That's right. Not paying the freight on imported wines. So the shipping is free and 50% off when you go to Bonner Private Wines, B-O-N-N-E-R. BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. All right, I mentioned we have some breaking news, literally just as we were getting started with the show today. Details are coming in as we speak. The initial spin was that Hunter Biden had pulled out of his plea agreement. And, of course, that was the CNN, MSNBC spin, Aaron, correct? Yeah. This will not shock any of you. Uh, that is from the Homo sapien species within the nine known realms of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's actually not what is occurring here. Um, what, what's occurring here is the judge has rejected the deal. Uh, and it's because it appears Hunter Biden's attorneys in between bong hits. Yeah. Did you guys see that story? Literal. Literally just, <laughs> just smoking bowls, just doing dime bags on patios, literally. Um, they apparently got stoned enough to think that they were going to walk in and ask the judge to, to change the plea bargain at the last minute to blanket immunity forever on every front. And the judge said, yeah, that's not happening. And the judge was already pimp-slapping Hunter Biden's attorneys around the last couple of days anyway. So on top of this request, 
And whatever they, by the way, whatever they were smoking, that has to be some good stuff. High grade Cheech and Chong level stuff that you thought you were going to walk in and say, hey, by the way, just can you throw in a line about blanket immunity for Evs? Can you guys do that for us? And the judge was like, hell no. And so what I'm still trying to figure out now is, I mean, typically if you were awaiting a plea bargain and the deal didn't go through, you're a fugitive. That's that's typically how this works. So um, waiting to get details on what happens next for Hunter Biden. Uh, But uh, that's all we know right now. So, gentlemen, your thoughts on all we know right now. Well, uh, first of all, the president is on record saying multiple times that his son has done nothing. So there's that. And secondly, quite frankly, it would be malfeasance based on the what we view as rule of law these days for this attorney not to try this. I mean, where, where else have we got accountability? Do we have accountability at the border, Steve? Do mm-hmm. we have accountability at COVID, Steve? Do we have much accountability on gender, Steve? So, yeah, of course, you, you got to play. Hey, hate the game, not the player, right? I just have Aaron? a very difficult time believing that Hunter Biden's attorneys, in between bong hits, of course, wouldn't there was some sort of miscommunication is what we're being told here i mean this has implications for the for you know the the occupants of the white house right now i have a hard time believing that they just walked in there thinking hey yeah uh, uh we've got blanket Im- immunity for future charges i think specifically it was something about uh, not registering as a foreign agent which that investigation is ongoing yep. uh, something more afoot is some, something here is, is is out of whack. And they've clearly gotten wind of that on, the, yeah. on his attorney side. Yeah. Yes. I, I think they clearly have gotten wind that maybe he's not going to get quite the sweetheart deal that they originally thought where he's just going to plead guilty to a tax and a gun charge. And a gun charge, by the way, that would allow him to be a gun owner again at some point in the yeah. future. Okay. Um, and, and just walk away from the entirety of this. And they got wind that maybe that's not exactly going to be the case. And I think there's, o- there's only one reason you ask for future immunity because you think you need it. Like I'm not in front of a court. I'm not in front of a judge right now asking for future immunity. I don't need it right now. So I'm not asking for it. You only ask for something like that because you need it. Go ahead, Todd. Well, just, again, that my first point, that just begs more and more questions about Joe than it does about Hunter himself because of the number of times publicly that Joe has come to his son's defense. And I don't know, you know anything about this particular judge, but it's refreshing that, I don't know, whatever rulings this judge may or may not have made in the past, apparently they decided I'm, I'm not going to be fully owned uh by the deep state today you know that's again it it doesn't shock me in the least that you would bet on the opposite of that happening there's all kinds of people in positions of power executive judicial legislative that puff puff pass man puff puff pass this guy just may have woke up and had a jerry Maguire moment i don't know mary mary ellen norelka is the judge is my understanding yeah a trump appointee so do we need to start the hashtag, hashtag Mary Ellen yes, Norelka did. didn't kill herself? Yes. Do we need to begin that hashtag? Yeah, what, whatever is going on here, it, what fact, happened? I will, I will tweet that right yeah. now. Whatever's uh, going fact. on here, though, I mean, what happened this morning, just a few, you know, in the last few moments, it is somewhat shocking. It is, it is somewhat shocking. We just, we're so accustomed to people never being held accountable for anything. Now, it doesn't mean that Hunter Biden will be, you know, held accountable here. It's just not going as swimmingly as, as everybody Norica. anticipated. Norica. It's Norica, not Norelka. And of course, yeah, my bad. 
does accountability in this particular day and time ultimately mean grander, more deeper unaccountability at another level? You know, these are are pieces being moved on the Titanic to ultimately further deep state goals and as it applies vis-a-vis Joe Biden. All right, this is from um, uh, Miranda Devine at uh, Fox News and the New York Post, author of Laptop from Hell, helped to break the Hunter Biden laptop story. Quote, Hunter Biden's plea deal is being questioned by the judge because uh, she asked the prosecution if there was an ongoing existing investigation into Hunter Biden. Because why else would they be asking for blanket immunity? Mm-hmm. And, and the prosecution, so this would be Biden's Department of Justice, the president, said yes to the judge. The judge querying if she can accept a guilty plea because it would give Hunter immunity to future charges. The judge asked, does the ongoing probe involve FARA? That would be the Foreign Agent yeah. Registration Act. All right. So and the prosecution did not answer. Judge began by questioning whether the guilty plea to two tax misdemeanors could be tied to the diversion on a gun charge. So there you go. So Biden's DOJ is still looking at Hunter Biden. Apparently, they've determined that the the gun and tax charges will not be a sufficient offering to offset the coming indictment of Donald Trump from that same DOJ for January 6th. All right. So they're going to go after him. Uh, on grounds he was an unregistered foreign agent. And that, of course, opens up an entirely different can of worms criminally when that's the case. So here we are. I just had to suppress a laugh when you said Biden's DOJ is still looking at Hunter Biden. It's like, whatever that means. Yes. All right. So any other details, we will let you know. With that, let us begin, as we typically do, although a little late, with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by Vile Stuff. The Donald Trump campaign yesterday sent out this email to supporters headlined Unholy Alliance DeSantis campaign colluding with Biden's weaponized DOJ to stop President Trump and the MAGA movement. The email then goes on to accuse the DeSantis campaign of essentially partnering with the feds somehow to persecute Trump and is extremely loosely based on a quote from a random donor from a random article at NBC News. Just vile stuff from the Trump campaign. Nevertheless, Ron DeSantis was on Fox News last night showing an immense amount of grace and restraint where it comes to the former president. We're hearing that Kevin McCarthy might be moving forward towards an impeachment inquiry for Joe Biden over the bribes and the corruption. Do you support that? You look at they impeach Trump for a phone call. Are you trying to tell me Biden's conduct isn't as significant as that? It's way more significant. So they are absolutely within their rights. Also in an interview with Clay Travis for OutKick, Santos once again rebuffed Kamala Harris's lies about curriculum in the state of Florida. And I think the reason why Harris and Biden and the left and the media react is because what they see we're doing in Florida is we've kneecapped their ability to use American history to advance their modern day agenda. That is not the appropriate use of history. So they're doing that. Now they're saying, oh, well, there was a provision in there that say somehow this was good. No, it's not what it says. What it says was that there were slaves that developed skills, which they did, but that was in spite of slavery. That right. wasn't because of slavery. And then they used those skills post-bellum uh, to be able to provide for themselves and their families. Hunter Biden is set to plead guilty today to two misdemeanor counts of failing to pay income tax in a case that congressional Republicans contend wasn't investigated 
aggressively enough. The resolution of the tax charges and a gun charge handled in a separate case could result in Hunter Biden receiving no jail time. But hey, there's a hearing going on today in Congress about UFOs, so that's cool. Add Rudy Giuliani's name to the list of people in Donald Trump's inner circle who are now saying they don't believe the 2020 election was stolen, leaving millions of Trump supporters and sympathizers hanging out to dry once again. He says he made false statements about Georgia's handling of ballots in the aftermath of the 2020 election. According to new data out of Germany, 1.8% of children required medical treatment for quote-unquote unwanted side effects after COVID vaccination. Again, that's according to new data from the Ministry of Health in Lower Saxony in Germany. Radical abortion activists yesterday got official certification for ballot proposal that would make abortions up to birth a constitutional right in Ohio. The so-called Ohioans for Reproductive Freedom, a group of radical pro-abortion advocates that includes Planned Parenthood, Pro-Choice Ohio, the Abortion Fund of Ohio, and the ACLU, got final approval for the language of their ballot initiative to enshrine abortion into the Ohio Constitution. The ballot measure would get a vote during this November's election. Pro-life groups in Ohio say not only would the ballot proposal, if passed, allow baby killing up to the moment of birth, the proposal also enshrines meatball surgery and chemical castration in the name of gender for minors, a constitutional right in the state as well. And finally, this. So do you think it's okay to transition children? Yeah. To Christianity? No. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. And that's what happened while we were away. Aaron's Montage brought to you by our great friends over at Preborn. It is my prayer, and I think I speak for a lot of you, that one day we will no longer have to do things like this anymore. But today is not yet that day. Now, we have taken, since last June in the overturning of Roe, we have taken our biggest step yet to that day finally being seen. But we're not done yet. The work is not done yet to save as many moms and babies as we possibly can. And that's what they understand at Preborn, that you have to save them both. And that's why they, first of all, confront moms considering killing their children with the knowledge that that is not your body. That is somebody else. They have their own heartbeat. Here, listen to this ultrasound for yourself. See it for yourself. About 80% of the time over the years when a mom is confronted with this, she's convicted and doesn't go through with it. And that's tremendous news. But it's not the end of that battle either because she still has an uphill battle. Um, and, and that's where they provide the counseling, the post, the pre-natal care, um, car seats, all of that free of charge. And it's because they get sufficient funding from people like us. If you want to make a taxpayer donation to this outstanding, a taxpayer, I'm sorry, a tax deductible na- donation to this outstanding charity, this outstanding, really it's more than a charity. It's a, it's a missional enterprise. If you want to donate to them, you know, 28 bucks may save a life. That's all one of their ultrasounds cost. Which is spend 28 bucks to save a life. I know a lot of us would. So go to preborn.com slash Steve. That's preborn.com slash Steve. Or you can dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250. Say the keyword baby or preborn.com slash Steve. All right. To the montage we go. And looking at the time, I, I have something I want to discuss in the next segment from Aaron's montage, okay? So we're going to start buy, sell, or hold at the top of next hour. This is calling a little audible here. Okay. And it's because we had no idea this Hunter Biden news was going to break just as we went on the the air. We would be remiss if we did not 
discuss it. And that took up a good chunk of our opening segment here. But um, two things, the data out of Germany, the data, the idea, well, it must have saved somebody. I I don't believe collectively, I, I don't believe there's any data at all that shows the COVID vaccine is a saved a net one life on planet earth. If you, if you look at it fully, if you look at it in the context of the ratio of severe adverse events, I'm pretty confident. In fact, that's not the case. And this data out of Germany is just another piece of evidence to that end. So 1.8% of children who are the least susceptible to a serious event because of the virus, that group, 1.8% of them had a serious event to the jab. And we don't really know what the long-term ramifications of these mass injections still are because we have never injected this kind of stuff into people before. It's a brand new technology. As I told you many times, Moderna had attempted eight previous times to bring an mRNA product to market and couldn't get through the trial period to do so. So this is the first time. This has never been done in all of human history. 7,000 years of recorded human history. We have never mass injected this substance into people's bodies. We have no idea, given the way that it operates on a genetic level, we have no idea over the long haul what it will do. We don't know. We do know, though, according to this study in Germany, 1.8% of children had a severe adverse event. So when you consider that the total infection fatality rate from COVID before we stratify for age and comorbidity was about 1.8%, what do you think happens when we start stratifying for age and comorbidity and we get down to children, for example? It would be in the 0.0 something. Well, Steve, they still needed to take the they still need to take the vaccine so that they wouldn't spread the virus to their teachers and their parents and their caregivers. Except guess what this vaccine never was and never did. Stop the spread. And they knew that. And they knew that going in. It was never an inoculation. Therefore, it was never a vaccine. It was always a genetic therapy. It was always a therapeutic. I, everything I told you in 2020, they will not come up with a vaccine to this. It'll be at best a therapeutic like the flu shot. It's true. How did I know this? I'm a Nobel Prize winner? No, I just read science. Well, the unbought kind. We've never developed a successful respiratory virus vaccine ever. As a kid that had to be hospitalized several times for, for asthma, I'm very, I'm very aware of what the treatments are and, and, and were, are, are and are not for respiratory and inflammation. I dealt with it most of my life growing up. We've never, deve- we've never developed a successful inoculation to a respiratory virus, ever. We couldn't develop a successful inoculation to the first COVID, the first coronavirus, I should say. SARS-CoV-1, we couldn't do it. Tried for over 10 years, couldn't do it. The idea we were going to do this at, quote, warp speed was just ridiculous. Not happening. At best, it would be a therapeutic. It would alleviate the symptoms. Now, they lied. Rachel Maddow lied. Joe Biden lied. Mike DeWine lied. Lots of people lied. That if you took this, you weren't going to get COVID. Who's the congressman that just got COVID for the fifth time? Who am I thinking of? Uh, The dude from uh, the senator from Illinois, whose name I can't think of right now. 
He just announced this week he got COVID Dick for the Durbin. Thank you, Dick Durbin. The fifth time. It's the fifth time he's had COVID, guys. So no. You can't even make the case that giving them this would stop them from spreading it to their caregivers, their grandparents, their parents, their teachers. It's not an inoculation. It never slowed the spread. That's a lot of steaming piles of ash, Steve. Yes, it is. So what does negative efficacy look like? What I just articulated to you. A higher risk of an adverse event from receiving the treatment than you ever had from getting the disease. And said treatment wouldn't stop you from spreading the disease to other people, even if, it didn't, even if it didn't symptomatically harm you anyway. So all we did is just experiment on all those kids in Germany. And all those kids everywhere else. And all of our kids. That's all we did. For nothing. Well, nothing holy and righteous anyway. Okay. The Trump mailer yesterday. Now, I I have been a proponent. In the larger picture, I I just don't think it's a wise course of action for Ron DeSantis to get involved in slinging nuclear bombs on a daily basis with Donald Trump. Because then you're going to that the kinds of people that here's and let me explain why. Because the, about 25% of the Republican electorate doesn't care what Donald Trump says, doesn't care what he does. As he himself once said, he could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and they're going to support him. So then you have to ask what the other 75% of the Republican electorate thinks. And many of the other 75% of the Republican electorate are not fans of the political version of chemical warfare. We're just sitting in trenches, just firing mustard gas at each other. You can like that. Listen, I'm not wired that way. But but I'm a truth guy. I, I, I need to know what's true, not what I desire, not what I want. And that's what the data shows and history has shown is pretty true. And so all it would do is help that hardcore base of Trump digging their heels all the more and drive up Ron DeSantis' favorables all the more. Some of you keep asking, why does Trump keep attacking DeSantis if he's got this commanding lead? It's because Ron DeSantis is more popular with voters, even Republican primary voters, than Donald Trump is. That's why. And so the Trump team, first of all, it's personal. They had a master plan. You wait your turn. We run again. You run in 2028. And the entire Trump grift core becomes yours, and we just keep this gravy train a rolling, and we just, you know, move it over into, move it to you. And he interrupted all that by running now. So it's personal. Trump takes it as an act of disloyalty. MAGA Inc. takes it as an act of disloyalty because he's threatening not just, he's threatening their meal ticket. I mean, if DeSantis wins in this wins this primary, a lot of people whose names that you have suddenly gotten to know in the last few years become absolute nobodies. They're out. They're planets who, who, who rotate around a son named Donald Trump. And so DeSantis was supposed to be. So when you get on Twitter and you see these people talk about loyalty, this is what they mean. The master plan was that DeSantis would be the heir. 
and he would step in, and then this, the, and then the, the MAGA Inc. game would just continue on. It just around a, a new champion, a new front, Ron, named Ron DeSantis. He's threatening that by running now. And so it's personal. Never forget that. Part of this is personal. People feel betrayed because they think him running now threatens their livelihoods. The other part of this, though, is DeSantis remains more popular with voters, both broadly in America, but even in early states, I've seen the data. Even in early states, especially in Iowa, he is more popular with even Republican primary voters than Trump is. His favorables are higher. And so if you're on Team Trump, you're thinking, we got to keep this guy down. If he ever figures out, if he ever, if he ever gets the right message and he and makes that connection with, and, and, and so the message connects with the favorability, the ceiling is higher for him. They got to they gotta try to keep him down so that never happens. I don't begrudge them of that, by the way. Man, if I were working for, Ron, for Donald Trump, my, I'd want my candidate to win. I mean, why would you give him advice that wouldn't work? What would your advice be? Hey, you know, we've beaten Ron DeSantis enough. No, you're looking at data that shows if this guy ever figures it out, we're screwed. We had to keep beating him. We had to keep him down. So I don't begrudge them of that at all. That's politics. It's Ron DeSantis, his campaign's job, as we were talking about yesterday. It's their job to figure out what is that message that, that, that makes that connection, that emotional, visceral connection with the base that then he takes off, right? He's got to figure that out. Trump had to figure that out. No one gave it to him. He f- it took him six months to figure this out when he ran the first time. And he stumbled around everywhere, was at 1% for months till he figured it out. And then he took off. Now Ron DeSantis has to figure that out. And so that's why until you figure out your own message and build your own base, I don't see how you gain from going chemical warfare with Donald Trump. Because you're not, the people in his base, that, they want that. That's their, that's their natural habitat. And frankly, I find it to be most of the time one of their most endearing <laughs> characteristics. <laughs> right? But in this, but there are certain things that are beyond the pale that, that violate any any code of conduct in a war rules of engagement that mailer that that press release yesterday from the trump campaign is absolutely one of them and i can tell you this i would if i were on team desantis i'd want as many people as possible to see that Yesterday, I thought he should have actually punched really hard. More I think about it now this morning after sleeping on it, I actually kind of think saying something like this would even be better. Man, I was one of the people that defended President Trump against the Russian collusion hoax. Now he's trying to, now he's trying to perpetuate hoaxes about me. I mean, that's why he supported me for governor. It's because I, I defended him against the Russian collusion hoax. So why is Donald Trump, who's been a victim of how many hoaxes now, why is he spreading hoaxes about other Republicans? How does that do us any kind of good? I almost wonder if, if that's a better response than what my initial reaction was when I saw this yesterday afternoon after we got off the air. Because my initial reaction was hit that guy right in the sack and hard because that can't ever happen. That's just beyond the pale, that press release. And I can be talked back into that position again. But I, regardless of whatever the DeSantis campaign's reaction is to it, I'd want everyone to see that. Because that's, that right there 
is why people think he can't win a national election. He can't help but toxify things. He can't resist the temptation. That's his natural habitat. He enjoys it. And so there's never a calculation about blowback or collateral damage. And everything just has to be made much harder than it needs to be. I mean, he's going out of his way right now, Trump is, to start a war with our governor. I don't understand it. But much of his life has been escaping accountability, whether it's divorces, bankruptcies. I lost the election. He did. They stole it from me. They did. But now all we're talking about is the steal and not what he did to lose it, to let him steal it. And no plan has been asked of him. They stole the election from Trump. Correct. So what's the plan to do something about it? Uh, why don't you make out a chat too? What, we, don't, we need a plan? Don't we, you mean if we don't just keep saying aloud over and over again for four years they stole the election, they automatically won't steal it again. That's all we need. That's, that's his game. The vast majority of people in this, in this primary know that doesn't work. And that, that press release is why anybody would vote for somebody other than Donald Trump right there. Just as it plays for Trump to be a victim of the hoaxes of the left... I actually think it would also play for DeSantis to be a victim of Trump's hoaxes, given the base of people that he has to win over. When we come back, I want you guys' thoughts on that. And then I have to address, I have to address this voter fraud thing. Because I'm, I, I just, I want someone to shoot me. Back here on the Steve Day Show, I mentioned it yesterday, rave reviews for Sweat Block held up admirably in that SoCal heat over the weekend when I was out there, just as it did in the Florida heat when I tested it out there the last time I went to Universal, this time in Orlando a couple of years ago. Um, my son swears by it. He used the uh, antiperspirant wipes as well. Um, and so if you're someone that just normal deodorants, when you get into, you know, heavy workouts or high pressure, high stress situations, uh, just don't do the trick. That is where uh, sweat block comes into play, whether it's their antiperspirant wipes, their stick deodorant. Uh, what I love the most, which is the deodorant lotions to make sure those uh, sensitive regions don't get swampy, particularly this time of year. 20% off right now for you at sweatblock.com if you use the promo code DACE. 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code DACE, D-E-A-C-E. Promo code DACE for 20% off at sweatblock.com. Okay. Before I go to the next topic I want to address before we go to buy, sell, or hold, do you guys have any thoughts on what I just said about this press release that Donald Trump put out yesterday, which I just found to be beyond the pale and vile? So this was an email press release. I imagine was sent out to Donald, the, the Trump campaign's list. Pretty big list, I would imagine. Pretty big list. When I saw that, I was fairly despondent, actually, and here's why. When we asked Chris Rufo last week, how do we fight as effectively as the left without becoming like the left? What's an example of becoming like the left? It's that crap. 
running the Russian collusion style hoax on one of your own who actually defended you from the actual Russian collusion hoax? That's what becoming like the left looks like. We cannot, we cannot do Bolsheviks versus Mensheviks. Hmm. We cannot, Great analogy. We can't do that. There's this, there's this video that was independently produced from the campaign. It was a Trump. I'm sure you guys saw this. Everybody was pleasuring themselves to it yesterday, detailing it was a, it was a really well produced video, basically doing a takeoff of if I were the devil, if I were the deep state, I would do this, 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 and this. Basically detailing how the deep state screwed over, and persecuted Donald Trump and beat Donald Trump. And the conclusion of the video was, vote Donald Trump. <laughs> if I were the deep state, I would want Bolsheviks versus Mensheviks. What better excuse to stripping what freedoms we have left away? If we go down this path of using these phony baloney vile tactics like this, that's, what ex that's exactly what this will become. Well, we're not at hmm. the beginning of that path. We're well, well, well down that yeah. path. I mean, yeah, this is, this is the weather. It's blowing hard. It's it's cold. It's miserable. Uh, but it is what it is. Uh, Steve, I, I think your analysis on both, it's not an either or, it's a both and. Uh, I, I would still divert uh, to what you said yesterday because it highlights an important contrast. Uh, Donald, if you came after all of the uh, deep state enemies, both within the GOP uh, and uh, within the Democrat Party, as hard as you come after me, somebody who supported you, we wouldn't even be here Correct. doing any of Correct. this. Correct. And furthermore, you just it highlights and, and by and oh by the way, the I don't have these problems. I just had a red wave a little while ago, which, which is the only reason I'm here. If you could have produced that as well. We're not having this discussion on multiple fronts. Th this is simply envy. I've produced what you can't. I don't th listen. There's because of everything Aaron just said, Ron DeSantis, just be content. You be your own man. Somebody who goes home at night and looks at your wife and your kids and gets on his knees and prays to God and said, here I am. I can do no other because there's so much other nonsense that you simply can't manage. You, you just you, do your own thing. Be content with it. We're grateful for it. If you don't win while standing on principle, I, who can blame you? But this 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 stuff, it, we're, it, we're not at the beginning of this path. We are way, way, way down it. I want to switch gears. And, and this, I'm going to make this personal to me. Because I sat there on election night on Blaze TV, watching what was going on with the exit polling, watching what was going on with the voting machines in Antrim County, watching them come up from states like Todd's, Wisconsin, with 4 a.m. ballot drop-offs that are in perfect uniform and 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 had a had a had a even though even though we had a higher turnout election the throwout rate of absentee ballots was lower than it typically is so somehow we we <laughs> we can't secure our southern border but we somehow came up with an election where many more people voted by a method they never have before and it was more efficient Todd it's a miracle. It's, it's a Christmas miracle. It's airtight. No question. And I'm sitting there live on Blaze TV, perhaps because I'm live on Blaze TV, 
among the first people on any form of a network pointing out what is going on that night in real time. And I'm losing my mind watching it. The next morning, I'm on Beck's show talking about it. The comments I made about this got the entire Blaze channel demonetized by Facebook. So save me your emails. What about the fraud? We did that show almost every day from the day after the election until the day of the Electoral College. Day after day, pointing out this, what you're, what you're trying to hunt down, you can't adjudicate that right now. We're running out of time. You have to go for the chain of custody ballot argument. Where did these ballots come from? Why are they so uniform? How come certain states took them in violation of their own laws? These are all, these are all questions that could have been adjudicated while fantastical theories were followed. Theories that may be true, but we were never going to wrap our minds around them completely in the limited window that we had. And I wake up this morning... And I see that Rudy Giuliani has pled guilty to lying about what was going on in Georgia. He's or he's I'm sorry, he's admitted he's lied in court filings. He admitted he lied. I see video of Jason Miller on the Trump campaign. Now, full disclosure, I worked with Jason Miller on the Cruz campaign. I didn't know what was going on in Jason Miller's private life. I liked him quite a bit. And you'll note, if you go through all my social media and this show, with all the issues that have gone on with Jason Miller, I've never mentioned it one time. Why? Because therefore, by the grace of God, go I. And I liked Jason on a personal level. But there he is, wearing an N95 mask in a room by himself, on camera, before the January 6th committee, saying he just doesn't even, doesn't, they, of course we don't believe in that the, they stole the election narrative. And I'm just watching this video this morning. I want you to put yourselves, if you're one of those people that emails me, Steve, what about election fraud? What about election fraud? What about election fraud? We got to run it back. We got to run it back. We got to support Trump. Got to support Trump. If you're one of those people, I'm, I'm sincerely asking you, put yourself in my shoes. What am I supposed to do? When, I am, when, I, when I've already demonstrated I worked harder to expose and defeat this issue than any of them actually did. What am I supposed to do? Because we get to a point where I'm lying to you. Where the people that I'm being asked to argue on behalf of to you aren't serious about this. They either aren't good at it they either aren't serious or they're taking advantage of you. And I don't know these people well enough to know. Clearly, there was a part of Jason Miller's life I was not aware of. And I've never met Rudy Giuliani once in my life. I don't know him at all. So I can't speak to their character. It could be they just suck at this. We live in an era of embrace the suck. But you tell me. If you want me to lie to you. I, that may be how I will get your money. I don't want it. I'll never do that. Never. And I've been offered that, I've been offered that equation many a time. And my answer's always been no. It will always be no. 
except when it's no. All right? No, I'm not doing that. And that doesn't mean I don't want to be followed. It doesn't mean I don't want to be popular. It doesn't mean I don't want to be watched. I don't want to be listened to. It just means I want to look myself in the mirror more than I want those things. I've got a daughter trying to break into this business. Talking about what a great example her dad is. Until she finds out I just cut some corners and just started lying to people because it paid well. I'm not going to do that. So then tell me, what is the point? We don't, first of all, we don't ask the Trump campaign to come up with a plan. We don't ask the people they stole the very election from to come up with a plan about what to do to make sure they don't steal it from them again. We don't ask that of them. That's number one. Number two, now the people on the campaign think that the whole thing was a scam and are admitting they lied? This wasn't a blog. Giuliani filed this in a Georgia court this morning. Jason Miller's on TV testifying, I presume, under oath to the January 6th commission or committee. What are we doing here? Don't let him take Trump. It's not right. Don't let him take Trump. It's not right. Don't let him take Trump. It's not right. Don't let him extradite him. I agreed. I'm one of the people on on Twitter that Saturday pressuring the hell out of DeSantis and telling him his initial statement about it, not good enough. That ain't going to cut it. So he does what he wants, comes out on Monday, does what he wants. The next day, Tuesday, Trump flies to New York himself to give himself over so he can raise money off it. You tell me. There are two options here. Either I'm going to tell you the truth or I'm not. If you want me to lie to you for money, there's a lot of other people that will do that. You have abundant options for that. So you tell me, how am I supposed to react? I'm costing my company money by telling you the truth. Only so that three years later, Rudy Giuliani could file in a court he lied. And Jason Miller, who's running the Trump campaign, or doing something over there. I don't know who the hell, I don't have a clue with, with that flowchart looks like can can say behind an, an N95 mask in a room by himself yeah none of us bought into this what are we doing what, what is any of this just shoot me after a while it's not about them it's about us preach after a while and i think we are if we're not past that point man we are rapidly approaching it are we serious about this oh we're past it because not a day goes by for the last three years i have not been told steve why don't you talk about a stolen election i was one of the first who ever talked about it steve they're going to steal the next election i agree What's the plan? That we're gonna do what? What are we gonna do? What's the plan? They're gonna put Trump in jail. I've been telling you that for over a year. So what's the plan? What is we don't even demand a plan. I mean I <laughs> 
I hit Brian Kemp with a proverbial shovel in the head for what was going on down there in Georgia with that election. Remember that? Yes. Only to have Rudy Giuliani come on here today and say, in court filings, I lied. What are we doing? What, are, what is this? Looks like we finally got the crack in. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Lindell went out. Mike Lindell's lost like his. How much money has he lost on the election with stolen narrative? Somebody ought to ask him, hey, what do you think today? While you're out there have, being boycotted, shunned, canceled. What'd you think watching Trump's campaign manager behind an N95 mask in a room by himself say on under oath to the January 6th star chamber whole thing was a scam? How you like them apples? We're up against literal demons. This country is a hell mouth, and that's not even an exaggeration. We've got to be a lot more serious about this, and a lot more serious than this. Or we're going to have to have some seriously difficult talks with our children and grandchildren. Hey, kids. It sucks that your country's gone, but man, I got to tell you, back in the spring of 2023, man, I just, I, I, I couldn't get enough of watching Trump dunk on Caitlin Collins on CNN in that one town hall. I just couldn't get enough of it. Clicked on that link a million times, followed everybody that showed me those links. Couldn't get enough. Oh, man. I'm sorry we don't have free and fair elections anymore. I gave millions, I gave every, I gave every, every last dollar I had to stop the steal. Guess they weren't doing anything. My bad. <laughs> My bust. Anyway, enjoy your gulag. What are we doing? And I'm not making any friends, and I'm certainly not building an audience asking these questions. But I'm going to go home tonight and look kids in the eye. One of them who just got married, one of them who wants to get married next year, and another one I just bought his first car. And they're going to need a little bit more out of their old man than I won the Great Ratio War of 2023. That's, that's what I did for you, kids. That's what we did. We won the Great Ratio War of 2023. What, what, what is this? How many more times do these people have to undercut us before we demand a little bit more than we're getting? And after a while, man, it ain't about them. It ain't about Jason Miller in a room by himself in an N95 mask. It's about us. What are we doing here? What is any of this about? I'm here to win a a war. For Western civilization. That's why I am here. Why are you here? Why are why is anybody else here? What are we doing here? Because I'm not sure too many of us could honestly answer the same way.
right back here with hour two live and on demand after that last hour probably not as much in demand though i would imagine but we're kind of used to that around here here on the steve day show here on blaze tv radio and podcast it's it is amy and i laugh about it now the amount of people uh that i have one lost re-lost re-won lost again re-won again over the course of my career I mean, we just sit back sometimes and remember the names of people who used to come to our home, used to call us and then don't, people who used to hate us and now do. It truly is amazing how often um, your opinion on matters determines your relationships with people when you do this for a living. Mm-hmm. And that's why, I, that's why a lot of people can't hold out because they grew up in like a functional home. They knew what unconditional love was. And therefore, they need it. And I don't fault them for that at all. I didn't. I didn't grow up in a functional home. I grew up in a very abusive one. I didn't really have a great, consistent picture of what unconditional love was. So I'm just more comfortable than your average person in this transactional setting because I was always in this transactional setting. Every day, I didn't know when Dave, what, what move Dave was going to be in when he got home. When he parked the Ram Charger at the end of the driveway, come out, grab his pack of cigarettes, grab a beer and sit with my buddies and I while we played basketball and joke with us and tease us about girls? Or would he park his Ram Charger directly under the basketball hoop as we were playing, which would then have his scurrying and grabbing our bikes and heading to Troy Van Tynan's house where it was safe? I just learned at a really young age to live pretty transactionally, that you just couldn't count on people, that people weren't solid. Because after all, if your old man isn't one, if you can't... If you can't count on your old man, right? He's supposed to be the pillar, the leader of the home. Correct. If you can't count on him, you kind of learn at a young age, rightly or wrongly, don't count on anybody, which also makes spiritual conversion more difficult. As I've told you guys before, hell doesn't, has never bothered me. The idea of people getting their just um, desserts for what they did on this planet has, has never been a, an issue for me whatsoever. I, I've never once asked myself, how did a loving God allow people to go to hell? I've always, I used to ask myself, why weren't more people going there? I mean, I just, I, that's never been an issue for me. The issue for me was the idea that there was a altruistic father that you could like trust in and rely on day to day. That, that you could lean in and lean on to get you through trials as opposed to doing whatever you can to avoid them. Conflict avoidance. That was the big thing for me. So I know you don't want to hear what I said last hour. I don't care because it's what I believe you need to hear because I think it's what we all need to hear. What are we doing here? We are going to the mattresses for these people. We are offering them more accommodation, more chances than we'd offer our own family members, for goodness sakes. And for what? To have Rudy Giuliani go down to Georgia and admit he lied? Have Jason Miller tell the January 6th commission? Yeah. We all knew it was BS. What, what, what is this? Some of you don't like it when I use the cult word, but when you like being treated like a schmuck and ask for more, that is a cult. I'm the mark. I'm the sucker. I want to be such. And I resent the person who tries to get me out of that. Those are marks of groupthink, frankly. How many people in this audience sent money to stop the steal three years ago? 
How many shows did I waste your time talking about this three years ago? How many? I still have not recovered between the election fraud and COVID. I probably have the smallest Facebook following of any major show in this entire industry. I will routinely post things on Facebook, get like two or three comments. It's like Facebook is like, we won't ban you because then you'll just, you'll, you'll whine about it and, and generate a bunch of publicity. So we'll just make it that no one sees your material at all. Why? Because I went to the mattresses on COVID and the election fraud issue. Only to have Rudy Giuliani say, yeah, I was lying. And Jason Miller say, oh, we knew it was all BS. All the best people, Steve. <sighs> Email me. Steve at stevedace.com. Like us on Facebook. Good luck with that. Me, we, and Gab. You can follow me at Steve Day Show on Twitter, Gitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Find me on Truth Social. Good luck with that, too. At Real Steve Dace there. If you listen to the podcast and have not yet left us a five-star review, you know what? I'm not going to ask you for one of those today. Maybe tomorrow, if I'm nicer. Today, I'll just ask you not to leave me a one-star review. <laughs> And thank you to all of you who have left us five-star reviews in the past and hit subscribe or follow. And also thank you to our friends like Relief Factor. I may have to start popping some of this right now, in fact, because I'm in pain in my brain. My brain hurts right now. I don't think that's what Relief Factor does, though. I think it, 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 it's, a, it's an anti-inflammatory. It's not an anti-biasatory. Okay, so um, but what it does do, it does very well, so well. They are so confident at Relief Factor that they will be your all natural drug free solution to your chronic pain. That's the yeah, it's the achiness, the soreness, the stiffness that just won't go away. So confident that they will be your solution where that is concerned that they offer it to you for just 20 bucks for the first three weeks. Why? Because about 70 percent of the time people see such great results in that short amount of time. They stick around long periods of time. So call them on it. What do you got to lose for 20 bucks? If you've tried everything else and it hasn't worked, why not try this at relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com or call them at 800, the number four relief, 800, the number four relief or relieffactor.com. Let's try to lighten things up a little bit, shall we? You give it a go. We'll give it a go. It's time for some buy, sell, or hold. This is where each week on the show, we let you take over the show. Aaron, with a little help from you, his friends in the audience, has a series of propositions for you and I, Todd. And you get to decide, are we going to buy those? Are we going to sell those? Whatever we don't have time to get to, we'll get to in the overtime for Blaze TV subscribers at blazetv.com slash dace. That's blazetv.com slash dace, where you can go today to become one for just $10 a month. blazetv.com slash dace. If at all you use hold, however... If you use hold, then you have violated the dude code and you have to humiliate yourself in front of the people who stole the election from us even more than Rudy Giuliani did earlier today. No? 
I'm just open to anything that doesn't involve Lindsey Graham. So uh, you're like, <laughs> talk to me. Yeah, this is this. I'm taking a break this week. Yeah. Yes. All right, Aaron, go ahead. We will begin with John, who says DeSantis needs to call Steve and ask him to help his campaign. I don't even know. I I, I sell. That it would. How do I answer that in a self without being well, either a, a self-deprecating or um, self-inflating? Um, I just so I'm just going to sell on the very premise. I don't know everything. Keep this in mind. I'm not on the inside. I don't know any. I don't know everything. I'm not in their strategy meetings. I don't know what's going on. I'm, I, I I don't know all the information. I, there could there could very possibly very well be things I don't understand that make a lot of the things I talked about yesterday make more sense. I don't know what they are, but I, I only know one side of the story, and it's the side that I'm seeing from the outside, so I'm going to sell. I'm selling because of everything we just got done talking about. What, what do you want? This is not fundamentally a Ron DeSantis problem. It, it doesn't mean that... Him and his campaign aren't like everybody else deserve to be held accountable for what is ever perceived like what what right now the optics of this uh, hire uh, uh, letting people go you know that that's a challenge that, that's legitimate to question uh, I, fine but you, <laughs> there's so much going on here that Steve just laid out the things we talked about on the Trump side and the and the Biden's uh, side and the fact that it isn't abundantly obvious that he's an alternative given the proof of concept we have with what's going on in Florida it, it, it's a lot about us it really really is and what we want and how you will say something like that and then we'll default to a certain kind of life and a certain set of priorities that ultimately show we're not serious let me say as a postscript, though, one, and I say this as someone that was a that was that's been a Governor Ron DeSantis fanboy. I have not, and that's what I brought that why I brought this up yesterday. I have not consistently seen the Slayer from Florida, and I don't have, I don't fault anybody in our audience that wants to see that more consistently than we have so far on the campaign trail. Number two. <laughs> this is where if our show was later in the day, I might have had a different take. Because, you know, we do this. We're done here at what? One, one central, two Eastern. Yep. His messaging late in the afternoon on Fox last night, again today, is very much in line on several fronts with what we were talking about yesterday. So I should note that. Next. Yep. We but, go to Mr. T. Did you want hold on? Did you want to say something? Sorry, Todd. Todd. I just no, no, you know, it, but he he's doing right now what he he understands he has to do, but he doesn't he he doesn't want the show. Maybe you do. He doesn't want to. He wants to govern. He has. But it, you got to show a little leg to I, get him to the altar. You have to give him a little show to get to govern. You have to give him some. That's just human nature, Todd. We're I, not he, we're he's not given, formulaic constructs. He's given plenty. I really want to grow up. I really want to adult. Everybody, like, this is, I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. I, the, the, the I'm a MAGA is, Inc. kid. Most people don't want... He's showing plenty. He's showing plenty. Which part about him really is so unsatisfying? What, the family life? The 20-point red one? Again, you got... If you really want an alternative, it's right there. Take it. 
I, I, this is excuses. This is a desire to want the show too much, to really want the guy. I just really want to Netflix and chill and then watch football all the time. I don't. Be a citizen. Be a damn citizen. Show up to things. It, it, I, I know this feeling. I know this feeling. You, a lot of people just resent the fact that the guy did it and you didn't. And now you want to complain. I'm the one who shows up at these things. And then you complain about me. You don't like my tone. I, I'm fed up with all of you on all sides. He's right there for you to pick. Stop complaining right now when it is nothing but the show. It's just the tour. He's not governing. He can't govern. He's just got to go to these places and talk to you. Do you really prefer Trump? This Aaron was way more right than even that on. This is the Bolsheviks. You just you're addicted to it. You're all crackheads. You're just addicted to the show. A grown up is right there. I don't, do you understand that what he produced in Florida under the circumstances is one of the signature moments in all of American political history? And you're like, uh, go save him. What's to be saved? You got. We deserve to lose with the premises we're studying. Steve, one of Steve's principles of the top 10 uh, political warfare, never accept the premise. You accept the premise all the time. The dark, dark truth about all of this has a lot to do with Steve's revelation about what a reformation would really mean, how much your life would change, how mediocre your life, quite frankly, right now really is. No matter how nice your car is, no matter what you do on weekends, the simple truth is you stand for squat. You cannot be bothered to stand up for anything. Ron DeSantis changed the world demonstrably in Florida. Yeah, so much so. Yeah, sure. 20% red wave there because he's preaching racism. Sure. That's what everybody thinks. He solved the Rubik's Cube that no one else can solve. What's to be saved? You need to be saved. Not him. You. Thanks. Any further thoughts? I have no further thoughts. Mr. T says, DeSantis needs to be spending 80% of his time spreading his message and 20% of the time countering Trump's lies. Fist fights require both throwing punches and blocking hits. If you're... I'll buy. I don't know about a ratio, but if you mean prioritizing his own message, yes. Then Donald Tr- Ron DeSantis needs to build a base. Ron DeSantis has admirers, has supporters. He does not yet have a base. He needs to build a base. See my last response of what the main reason why he doesn't have a base. Because you're crackheads. Next, Michael Elliott. The head of Indianapolis-based insurance company One America said the death rate is up a stunning 40% from pre-pandemic levels among working-age people. Assuming that is correct, here's the buy, sell, or hold submission. Life insurance companies will soon base their rates on your vaccine status. So I would have sold on this, except when I was with Pastor Jack Hibbs, he told me a story this weekend about someone he knows that was canned 
decorated pilot, was canned by a major airline. I won't tell you which one, but a major global airline. He was, he was canned by them for not taking the poison poke. They called him back a year ago, or earlier this year, I should say. They called him back earlier this year, offered him his job back, a substantial raise in salary, and that they would make up all of the lost salary since he left them before, specifically because he had not taken the jab. And that makes me think there are still some natural consequences at play. So on this, I will buy. Okay. You'll buy too? I I was... If I had not heard that from Pastor Jack this weekend, I'd have sold this five seconds after you read it. I decided I'm going with that. Because after what I just said on the other end of things, I'm going with a more hopeful response on that one. This would not be a tectonic shift. It would not require a tectonic shift in life insurance. Life insurance companies, you know, kind of how they go about their, uh, their modus operandi. Okay, have you guys recently, or in the recent past, gone through the life insurance process? I have, just earlier this year. Yeah. In the they last couple of years, you, I have, yeah. They ask you a million questions. It would be really easy, hey, did you take the COVID jab? And then they, you know, they wouldn't really, you know, it wouldn't require a tectonic shift in the modus operandi. So I would, I would be a total buy on this. Uh, next, we go to, sorry about that, Johnny Blue uh, 77 who says, air quality alerts will be the motive for future lockdowns. I, I could absolutely see this in places like California, for example. So I'll buy. Sure. Yep. Bye. Uh, next up, I mean, we are having a ton of those types of alerts so far this year. Mm-hmm. Because you see Mike DeWine issue an air alert yeah. in Ohio and lock you down. Why not? Yep. Lance. And more importantly, I can see most of you complying. Lance uh, Kilkenny says Mount Rushmore of sitcoms. Seinfeld, The Office, Big Bang Theory, cheers. So I've never seen an episode of The Big Bang Theory, which may surprise you as a comic nerd. I just never got around to it. The other three are masterpieces. And since the one I haven't seen was on TV for like 12 years, that's probably a pretty good list. I mean, I, you know, I, your age is showing a little bit because there's no I Love Lucy, you know, like the original OG sitcom probably belongs on there somewhere, I would imagine. Uh, in a Mount Rushmore of comedies, but since that's not a terrible list, and there's others from era has gone by, but that's not a terrible list at all, uh, given what your age is probably. So I'll buy. I'll sell. Not a terrible list, but I I think it's not definitively Mount Rushmore. In Sean Griffith says the Soviet Union may have collapsed, but their ideology ultimately won out. You're watching that right now. It it just. You know, it's 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 like the end of that alien horror movie where the aliens protoplasm connects on to some plane or somebody when you think you've defeated it. Right. And just goes to show you that it goes on. That's all it did. The Matrix just after we after we crushed the computer known as the uh, the the mainframe, the central nervous system known as the USSR. It just downloaded itself into our own elite institutions. I'll completely buy this. Yes. Yep. Next, James Miller. The Democrats are preparing to throw the old man overboard be- before the end of the year. 
Yeah, bye. I sure. I mean, I'll buy. Yeah. So you're both buying. Yeah. Why yeah. not? Yeah. I know. <laughs> That's that. That we're so cavalier. It about such a response is it's really both they, shameful and honest at the same time. I mean, someone, really, what? someone under oath testified today in the halls of the United States Congress that the United States government absolutely has the remains of extraterrestrials. Not biological, non-human. Yes. I, I mean, I, it's just... Yesterday, the phrase, Fox News has backtracked on its policy allowing donations, matching donations to the Satanic to Temple. The satanic temple. Well, it's a story, a legit story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody knows the president is a doddering, feeble old fool that is a figurehead. He verbalizes this. They tell me I can't talk about this. They tell me not to call on you. They told me not to answer your questions. He verbalizes it. They told me I can't talk about that. This is all out in the open, guys. Which is why the answer about to the question, are we serious, Steve? It's so obviously no. Because, look, 10 years ago, and we would have laid out these variables, if, hypothetically, if, 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 will the people have reached their line? Will they have had enough? Will they take their country back? I was, oh, of course they would. Of course they would. We're mm-hmm. American. No. Look what we will just like endure, brush off, give the wet evs, Netflix and chill to everything. Mm-hmm. Tyler Bruder, Christopher Nolan's top five films. Number five, The Prestige. Underrated nope. film. Number four, Dunkirk. Overrated film. You can't have Dunkirk on any list of his top five. It's not good. Number three, Interstellar. Overrated. Number two, The Dark Knight. Has to be number one. And number one, Inception. Uh, you know, Inception it has brilliance to it. I'm okay. It, that it, I mean, The Dark Knight has to be number one. But I don't have a problem with Inception being in the top two. Um... I think his first major film, Memento, has to be on the list. That's an incredible film. Um, But uh, Dunkirk is not one of his five best films. No. Should have been. Should have been. But it wasn't. So I'll sell. No. Next, Sean Fitzgerald. Governor Kim Reynolds should be the next senator from Iowa if she isn't picked as a VP candidate. I'll sell. I'll sell. Oh, but no. you have exponentially more power as a governor. Yes, but the, uh, I, you know what? I'll buy the spirit of this in that all of the good we have done making Iowa within our borders redder than Texas has not translated to literally any, like any, like any of the people we have sent to Congress, like none of them. I mean, none of them are exceptional. None of them are. I'm not sure how to crack that nut otherwise we would have cracked it by now but none of them are exceptional none of them are next we go to ellie's grandma letter to the american church that's from eric metaxas should be the next theology thursday book you know what that's one of those things that's pretty obvious we maybe should have thought of and didn't i'd be okay with that if you guys wanted to do that in the future okay yeah that's a good idea bye Next, Sabre for Prez. Tigers, Lions, and Red Wings all make the playoffs this year. Oh, sell. Tigers aren't making the playoffs. Could definitely see the Lions and Red Wings make it for sure. But Tigers, no. No idea. No. No, they're not making the playoffs. 
I mean, they're they're going to sell. They're they're going to trade their two best pitchers here in the next two days. Would be my guess. So no. Gina P has this. Gen X has not truly gotten into politics for whatever reason, but they we. Gen Xers have raised Gen Zs and Gen Alphas who will save or restore this republic. Sell. <laughs> we don't have a full generation to wait. And I, I don't think it's that Gen Xers haven't, been, haven't gotten involved in politics. It's that the previous generation won't get out of the way. The previous generation won't let the next generation take over. And, and, and we don't have time for homeschooled Gen Zers to save us. I, I mean, I, Daniel's not here today because he's going on vacation. So I did his show today, and he asked me about what, I, what my concerns about the long-term future of the conservative movement. I said, I have no concerns about the long-term future of the conservative movement at all because it has no long-term future. None. I don't have any. Like, if I'm 90 years old with a tracheotomy and an iron lung, I don't, I'm not concerned about my long-term future. I don't have one. Every breath I take could be my last one. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, we don't have a long-term future. So I'm not concerned about it. I'm not. We don't have a long-term future as a country to sit around and wait for 20 base 25-year-olds to assume the reins. We don't have that kind of a future. We're running out of time now, right now. And for all the real differences that can be applied generation and always have been, it's our similarities that are the real problem and are fairly unique to uh, modern human history. It's our the commonality of our addiction to comfort. So much so that each generation needs to go out of its way to make up faux victimhood status. Again, which is what makes us similar. So the, it's, it does no good anymore to simply point, uh, think, I mean, Steve's absolutely right. I mean, it's the commonality in both parties of, not getting out of the way but that's a diagnosis again of all of us who we are as citizens what we are called to be they do that because they can get away with it you're all pushovers you'd rather be comfortable than really change that system and we keep talking about how the like the skinny jeans and the uh, gender uncertain are the ones like dominating circumstances the the weakest people in all of human history to dominate a conversation why is that it might be a you problem by the way hunter biden has pleaded not guilty so the plea no. agreement is now off yep yeah correct so hunter biden will not plead guilty because he will not be given immunity to future charges you can almost see how this ends the old man issues a pardon on his way out the door on, 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 uh, to, to his son yeah it's I, yeah I hope so. I hope everybody gets to see that. Just the brazenness of it all. It's a, it's a good look in the mirror. My, my guess is we'll, 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 we'll say they're going to steal the next election from Trump. This will be our response. They're going to steal the next election from Trump and then not demand that anybody oh. comes up with a plan for that not to happen. Good times. Including Trump. But that, I, I'm confident that that's how we're going to respond. Lyle Landley says the DeSantis campaign has concentrated on the ground game too much and neglected getting his message out to the wider audience. Uh, Sell. Disagree. They're not mutually exclusive propositions. I think that ultimately the candidate himself and thus the campaign has struggled how to message what we did in Florida to a national audience. 
but I also think the last couple of weeks have been better. That's why I was a little perturbed about missing the Kamala opportunity. I think they are clubbing the hell out of Kamala right now appropriately, and I like it. Um, and I also think that a lot of the things that maybe we would have wanted them to do better wouldn't have made much of a dent anyway because of the obsession of the obsessive coverage of, of Trump versus the Department of Justice. Maybe DeSantis's sin was what Bruce Wayne and Batman's sin was in the movie that you just mentioned, The, the Dark Knight. When the boats were pitted against by the Joker, he came into this race thinking, like, given this alternative, you will see clearly what it is. But this is real life. Maybe his, he just thought, I've got to bank on optimism a little too much. I've got to count on the American people. It is actually we the people, after all. Why shouldn't I do that? Maybe he just gave all of us way too much credit because now we've just got to be spoon-fed everything. It's like the red wave didn't happen. No country for offensive linemen. We're not a movement of conviction and principle, and we never have been. We're a movement of grift and influence peddling and always will be. That's particularly the, I would say, a movement of access and influence peddling to get that access. We are a reactionary force. We are not a proactive one. If you want to make, if you want to make money on the right, two, two foolproof ways to do it. Just go off about liberal media hypocrisy all day long and either be black and be willing to say conservative things uh, or promote black people who will say conservative things because Republicans hate being called racist. And that's a reaction. Hence the Tim Scott candidacy. In a matter of moments, we will tell you why you might want to get Mary Ellen Narika didn't kill herself trending on Twitter. But first, a word from our friends over at Miracle Made. We, of course, now are getting the scorching summer heat wave that has Hillary Clinton blaming you for the heat and the climate, of course. I'm not even I'm literally not even sweating it. Even last night, even with the heat we're having now here in the Midwest, last night went to bed. Had to turn the fan off again, man, because it was just too cold. I, even for me, it was too cold. I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> even for me, it was too cold underneath the Miracle Made sheets, man. These things are incredible. Inspired by NASA, they use silver infused fabrics that make temperature regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. I know it sounds too good to be true. Trust me, man. I have put these things to the test and they have passed self-cooling properties for better quality sleep. They're also self-cleaning, by the way. They're inf- that same silver uh, helps prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growths, uh, so they uh, stay cleaner and fresher three times longer than normal sheets. They're even used by some five-star hotels out there. You can try them right now at trymiracle.com slash dace. Trymiracle.com slash dace. You'll save over 40% if you go there right now. And you can save an additional 20% if you use the promo code dace at checkout. They'll even give you three free towels 
as well. So 40% off if you go to trymiracle.com slash Dace. Another 20% off if you use Dace as your promo code and they throw in three free towels. You can't beat it. Promo code Dace at trymiracle.com slash Dace. All right. Originally, we brought our old friend Julie Kelly on today, uh, <laughs> who apparently enjoyed hearing me talk about my betting. Uh, we originally brought her on to discuss what went on with the latest bombshell from the footage on January 6th. We will get to that. But there have been like four bombshells this morning with the Hunter Biden plea. He was going to plea. And then the report was he backed out of the plea. And then the report was the judge called BS on the plea because he wanted blanket immunity for any future crimes. And then the plea was supposedly back on to its original parameters. And now the latest, Julie, I understand, is that Hunter said, screw that, and just pled non-guilty himself, which would nullify the plea agreement. Do I have that right? Can you give us uh, the latest? It sounds like it, Steve. I was trying to follow, you know, um, during the commercial there, uh, what what has happened. But yes, he did plead not guilty. I guess this is sort of pro forma because it sounds like the judge was the one who was, like all of us, confused by the parameters of this plea deal. And look, Steve, I'm, and I'm going to look at, as soon as we are, are concluded here, I'm going to look up the docket for this file. I believe that the details of this plea agreement are still under seal, which makes no sense at all. I mean, I'm not an attorney, but I follow enough uh, court cases and I'm on PACER, the docket uh, uh, website every single day. And I'll tell you, DOJ is never hesitant to post the details, lengthy details of a plea agreement for misdemeanor offenses for January 6th. So I don't know why the details of this are still under seal. But the real question is, was there an agreement between DOJ, between David Weiss's office and Hunter's legal team Mm-hmm. to um, use this gun charge nullification to shield him from all future prosecutions? Uh, or was it only related to what the judge, to what they said today, which is tax crimes, drug use, and the gun charge? Because what came out today appears to be the DOJ confirmed that Hunter Biden is still under investigation mm-hmm. for FARA violations for an agent uh, registration act. So lots, lots to unpack there, but I think that that's probably the best summary. So then if 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 he's a fugitive then, right? So no. is he on is he on out on bail? I mean, that's, you didn't agree I mean, to a plea agreement. A You're a fugitive, fugitive, right? He is a fugitive. He's a government-protected fugitive, I guess, from the law because he gets away with everything. But no, I mean, this all seemed to be on the up and up legally because the questions really were raised by, by the judge. And so when she wanted more information about the plea and they couldn't come to terms, I guess it's sort of customary then for the defendant, uh, Hunter Biden in this case, to plead not guilty. Uh, you can't plead guilty to a plea agreement that, that really doesn't exist. And it looked like his team was the one who brought first brought up the objections, which was um, maybe a misunderstanding between DOJ and Hunter's team that this would prevent, this would shield him from all future uh, criminal prosecutions. So that's what we're not sure of. But no, he, he's not, um, you know, he's just a normal defendant. This plea agreement will be tossed and then we'll see what un- unfolds from there, I suppose. Where does this go next, do you believe? And, and by the way, that judge's name, Mary Ellen Norica. Trump appointee. That's why I mentioned earlier. I want to get the hashtag Mary Ellen Narika didn't kill herself going on Twitter. Um, but where does this now go from here? I, I would uh, some form of a trial, right? 
Let's give a quick shout out to the Trump appointed female judges, not just this judge, but Judge Eileen Cannon in Southern Florida, who is overseeing a classified documents case. I have a lengthy article about that on my Substack, and I'll tell you, she is not putting up with any DOJ BS either, nor has she. She was the one who appointed a special master in the classified documents case last year because she does not trust DOJ and counterintelligence chief Jay Bratt, who is uh, leading the criminal investigation and then assigned to Jack Smith's team. So shout out to them. You know, Trump doesn't have the best, you know, his judges have, uh, by for the most part, at least uh, some on the Supreme Court have been a disappointment. Uh, but but uh, these two female judges, yay for them, because they are putting DOJ on their heels. And this is great. Uh, and Hunter Biden, by the way. So uh, I'm not really sure where, uh, where exactly this goes from here, but I think this will give more fuel to what House Republicans are attempting to do. And of course, they are producing more materials, more documentations uh, that ties not just Hunter Biden. Uh, this isn't a Hunter Biden issue. This is a Joe Biden issue. So, um, you know, they're, they're going to start releasing more documents or records about exactly how Joe Biden was involved in his son's, uh, what, $18 million overseas uh, business uh, enterprise. What are the odds the president just pardons his son? That's a great question. Pretty good. Because what are the ramifications going to be? I mean, he could pardon him today on everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what, and, and we do what, Steve? Write strong letters to Merrick Garland saying this is wrong? Um, I mean, of course, it would be fodder for any impeachment inquiry, which I'm still on the fence about. I'm not sure where you are. Uh, but why do the Democrats the favor of getting rid of Joe Biden instead of forcing him to run on his record and his feebleness? I, 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 thought, I actually hadn't thought about it like that, but that's a that's a valid point. I mean, give them an excuse to, you know, put somebody younger uh, uh, in there that uh, that hasn't succumbed to dementia and not make it look like they're betraying one of their own. Right. Give them a clean break. Uh, I hadn't even thought about that angle, frankly. That's Most cool Democrats part. do not want Joe Biden to be the nominee. I mean, this is what we see in poll after poll. Mm-hmm. The Democratic base don't even want him to run. So why would we do them the favor? We should force him not, you know, for many issues, not the least of which is just the most corrupt president that this country's ever had. And of course, that's saying a lot. And overall, just a really bad person. So let's 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 pivot from there to the new January 6th video uh, that came out this week uh, that, that singled out one particular member of law enforcement on that day. Tell us who that was and what his backstory is leading up to the release of this video. And I want to make the tie, Steve. This is all part and parcel to this corrupt Department of Justice. Okay, so we're talking about what's happening in this Hunter Biden investigation and other investigations. But keep in mind, the Department of Justice also wants all of this surveillance video, the thousands of hours captured by security cameras inside and outside the building on January 6th. They have been the ones leading the charge to keep this video under wraps, under protective orders, not just from the American people and the media, but from defendants and their own defense attorneys. So fortunately, uh, Speaker Kevin McCarthy has given a few journalists, myself included, access to this trove of trove of footage. Um, and so 
I've been reporting on some of it and, and found a lot of disturbing things. But what happened this week is another reporter, Joe Hanneman, with the Epic Times posted a very disturbing, sort of heart-wrenching account of what actually happened to Roseanne Boyland, the other Trump supporter female who was killed by police that day. Well, when I started watching it, Steve, the first person who jumped out at me was not what was happening to Roseanne Boyland, but Officer Aquilino Ganell, who I call one of the January 6th celebrity cops. He is the guy, he testified at the very first uh, nationally televised um, January 6th Select Committee talking about how he was almost killed by Trump supporters. Um, he's given interview after interview about all of his injuries to his head, to his face, to his shoulder, to mm -hmm. his hands, to his feet. He's also testified in court under oath. Well, here he is for seven minutes walking around the body of Roseanne Boylan, like he had somewhere else better to be. No visible signs of pain or injury to his feet, to his shoulder. His hands are completely untouched. There's no blood or abrasions there, as he has testified to. His head is fine. He had had a riot helmet on the entire time. Um, so this is just another lie, another falsehood, another con man promoting this bogus narrative about what happened on January 6th, but it's not without consequence, Steve. Because of what he's testified as a government witness in January 6th trials and victim impact statements at sentencing, he has helped put people in prison for a very long time mm -hmm. based on his fake injuries. And we don't know how much we as federal taxpayers, he's a federal poli police officer, he's a security card for the Capitol. Uh, this is a federal agency. How much has he duped federal taxpayers out of because he was on medical leave for almost a year? He went back on partial duty. And then December of 2022, a month after Republicans win the House, say they're going to investigate things like January 6th. Officer Gunnell goes to Jake Tapper, more tears, says that he's going to retire, probably a medical-based retirement, which will cost us who knows what. So I'm going to keep digging on this. But look, this another fraud, another con man uh, who has misled the American people, thanks to the media and, and uh, the folks on the January 6th Select Committee. Have you heard from any of the... Uh any of the detainees or their attorneys that where his testimony was crucial in what happened to them that they want to use this to reopen their case relitigate their case or try to get their the rest of their sentences commuted um, I have not, but I've sent my video to one of the uh, defense attorneys who's representing a man who uh, his his case is now on appeal. Sentencing is now on appeal. Um, but there were two important cases that uh, Aquilina Gunnell was involved in. And uh, those attorneys probably will be very shocked to see this video because keep in mind, DOJ and Capitol Police and prosecutors tried to keep this video away from defense attorneys, too. And now we know why. Mm -hmm. Because in those cases, had this video been available, the defense attorneys could have gone and asked the judge to introduce this as exculpatory evidence, especially in a case where Gunnell was a government witness. Um, and so hopefully that will be part of the appeals process for at least two defendants I know of who uh, Gunnell's lies uh, impacted. Final thing. I got about two minutes here. So you mentioned the case in Miami, that's the federal indictment against Trump on the classified documents case. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think it is possible that the government will just file a superseding uh, indictment in New Jersey associated with that now notorious audio and try to get this out of Eileen Cannon's court altogether. I want your take on that really quick. And then also what you and I have been talking about for a year, every time we've had you on here, is that the real coup de grace here is the January 6th 
hearing before the D.C. grand jury and the legal peril that is there. I thought you posted an outstanding thread about that last week. So I'm going to give you about two minutes here if you could just respond to those two. Sure. So first, I would point people to my Substack. I have a very detailed account of what's happening in the classified documents case. And um, I think it will help shed some light for people who are curious about what's happening. Steve, I don't think they could file a superseding indictment on this particular indictment because the venue is Southern Florida. The alleged crime in this case happened at Mar-a-Lago. They could certainly file another indictment, criminal indictment for similar crimes in New Jersey, but I don't think they could supersede. Superseding indictment would either add defendants or add charges. I don't think that they can move this over to New Jersey, pull this out of Judge Cannon's hands. They could indict it for something that happened in Bedminster, but it wouldn't have anything to do uh, okay. with, the, with the pending criminal indictment. To your point, though, they, they could supersede, very well supersede, the existing criminal indictment sitting in Judge uh, Cannon's court courtroom right now. And I, what I meant by that was that would be their actual reason for doing it. They wouldn't like say that, but that's that would be their reason for doing it. And then the January 6th thing you mentioned, say that one more time where people can read that. Yes, my new Substack. It's declassified with Julie Kelly. And I've got a long article that dates back all the way to Judge Cannon's handling of the special master case where she said, basically, I don't trust DOJ and I'm going to appoint a third party to handle all of the uh, evidence collected at Mar-a-Lago last August. So she's a tough cookie, and um, DOJ knows what they're up against, which is why they did not want this case assigned to her. Great work as always, Julie. Thank you for joining us again. Really appreciate it. All right, take care. Thanks, guys. You bet. And Julie brought to you by our friends over at the Refocus podcast. Um, and if you are people that uh, are worried about how our kids are being misled, marriages are falling apart, uh, the Christian values that held this country together are going out the window. Uh, that's what the podcast Refocus with Jim Daly is all about. President of Focus on the Family, um, a tremendous Christian organization for going on over 40 years now. And Jim has been the president there for almost 20. He knows his stuff. You want to take advantage of his podcast. Listen to him and other experts talk about their faith and how to impact culture with it. Uh, just check out the Refocus with Jim Daly podcast on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. All right, we got about two minutes here. Thoughts on our conversation just now with Julie? Well, when it comes to uh, conspiracy uh, theories, we've got well, going down the hallway at the Capitol, uh, talk about aliens. You know, once again, yeah, they're there. I saw them. Julie Kelly on this so-called conspiracy theory, January 6th, like every time we talk to her, she's just reaching in her pockets. Here's your aliens. Here's your aliens. I've been to the planet. I've shown you the aliens. What more can this woman do? I mean, really, it is phenomenal the degree to which she has personified legitimate journalism under incredibly intense uh, scrutiny, and she just keeps coming through. January, it just never ceases to amaze me. The January 6th narrative that it continues to unfold. It's like if some right wing, like Alex Jones type, decided to write a, a, a novel, a poorly or lazily written novel to try to illustrate the corruption in D.C. And it's fair, filled with all sorts of conspiracies about one dimensional characters and storylines. Yeah, that's like playing out before our eyes, like every single day, especially when it comes to January 6th. It's unbelievable. It's like if if a lazily written right wing fan fiction propaganda piece came came out, that's what's actually happening. Yeah. That's a hella analogy right there. 
That is a hell of an analogy right there. Real quick, because I know you love this topic. I just saw I just saw a Charlie Kirk post. I want to believe the UFO thing is a psyop, but how many conspiracy theories have been proven true in recent years? And so now I'm not so Fine, sure. Show me the bodies. Yeah. See, that's, that's my response. Show that's me it. the bodies, right? Show me the bodies. We've got all these glorious images of the crafts. Where are the pilots? I want to see the pilots. John three seventeen. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.